Good morning and welcome on to another episode of We The Scenario. I'm your host, Tony Siona, and today we have a creative, business-savvy, and all-around multi-talented guest who is eager to share a path to success and words of wisdom with our audience. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Maggie B., and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. Wearing many different hats, she's the owner of Creative Design Works LLC, the assistant manager of regional distribution at General Motors, an alumni of Louisiana State University and the Art Institute of Dallas, where she studied fashion design. Please give it up for Shayla Alexander. And thank you, Shayla, so much for joining us. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it today. Um, I guess it is morning where you guys are. It's two o'clock where I am, so it's all good. <laughs> Afternoon in Georgia. So let's get started. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, what you're doing now, and what inspired you to join us on today's show. So I know, um, I guess I'll start with what inspired me. So part of my calling is dealing with young folks, uh, young women specifically who are who might be creative and don't necessarily know what to do with it. Um, so I know this is probably a, a career exploration event. So I thought it might be interesting to join and kind of talk to some young people who might not necessarily know where they fit in and let them know that there is a way. Um, so I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I'm 40. I don't think I look 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> um, and I went to school uh, in high school. I went to St. Mary's Academy, which is an all-girl high school, Catholic school in New Orleans, um, Louisiana State University for Marketing, um, and Art Institute of Dallas for Fashion. So um, right now, like y'all mentioned, I'm a full-time employee, also a business owner, and a single mom of a nine-year-old. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot of hats, but I appreciate being here with y'all today. Well, we thank you for coming here with us. So, so in New Orleans, that's where you grew up, huh? Yeah, definitely. So, what was the experience like in middle and high school? Middle school was, um, so middle school, I went to a school called Lusher Extension, which I don't even know if it's still there after the hurricane or whatever else. Um, it was interesting. Everybody was kind of a weirdo like myself. High school, it was a little different because it was all minority. So it was a mostly black girl Catholic school. So it was kind of a culture shock, but I appreciate both aspects. So, you know, like my middle school was mixed. High school was all black. So I got a little bit of both worlds, but good experience overall. Nice. So like uh, we've been mentioning, you wear many different hats. You have lots and lots going on, including uh, being a single mother and um, kind of killing it in your career. So let's talk about um, what is Creative Design Works? So how did it get started? And then what's it like to be the owner of an LLC? So it started as a sole proprietorship. It started as SL Alexander Designs. And honestly, my whole life, I guess you could kind of classify it as creative. So like creative projects of whatever kind. Um, I call myself multi-talented. So I, I draw, I make things, um, organize, execute things, plan and um, execute uh, events and situations. Um, but so my business, uh, it is a creative design project business. So it could be anything from invitations to, um, banners and signs to fashion illustration, anything that somebody that might be coming up with a small business would need. So you need a logo, you need business cards, you need, you're a fashion designer and you need somebody, you need to outsource your sketching. I can do that too. 
Um, it's kind of different because for the most part, you'll be advised by business advisors that you need to focus on one thing. I kind of did. My one thing is design and it just branches out into different places. So um, it took me a while to figure that out, actually. So, you know, I guess for any kids listen to, listening to folks out there, if somebody tells you to focus on one thing and you know you got more than one thing that you do, find what connects them all and put it together. Nice. I love that. So how did you, when did you first realize that you had kind of that creative spirit and that you were interested in pursuing creative ends? When I was in, I would say seventh grade. Um, so I could just draw. I just started drawing and people saw my work. I really, I would say probably was before that. I say actually fifth or sixth grade, actually, because I remember in elementary school, it's myself and one of my friends, and we did this Egyptian mural, and it's, it was on the wall in the school. So I just started drawing ever since then. Um, high school as well, college, just all through my life. Nice, that's awesome. And then um, kind of a follow-up to talking about design works. Um, can you define what an LLC is for um, people on the call that might not know? I can tell you what it is to me. So when I thought about it, and I was kind of guided because initially I did sole proprietorship because it was easy to get into. A sole proprietorship was, it's pretty much you doing business as a business. So like it was Shayla Alexander doing business as S. Alexander Designs. It's just an individual. You can keep your money in same checking account, et cetera, et cetera. LLC is a little bit more formal. So you're not liable. Like if someone, if you get caught up in a legal situation with a sole proprietorship, they can take, take you to court for everything you have. LLC, it kind of removes you from the situation. So you separate your funds from the business and it's more official. I did it and I was advised to do an LLC because if there's a situation where I need to be funded or maybe had an idea and I need to get financing for it, um, the more formal structure of a business, which was the LLC for me, would be the one that would be able to get me the funds that I need in a sole proprietorship with commingling of funds and not necessarily a separated entity from yourself you might not be able to get that situation taken care of. Gotcha. Thanks for defining that. So um, I'm wondering, because you obviously have a breadth of knowledge about um, like LLCs versus sole proprietorships, what's best for you as an individual? Um, how did you kind of learn all of that stuff um, and apply it to your creative pursuits? And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the other things that you do in your career. But yeah, how did you... Um, educate yourself about that stuff? It's been a long time. I'd say it's probably been about 10 or 11 years of me bumping my head on the wall, figuring it out, you know, uh, that way. And I feel like everything in your life happens for a reason. So I might've bumped my head on the wall and figured it out that way so I can help somebody else. Um, but really teaching myself, learning. Um, I'm one of those borderline millennials where I saw before cell phones and Google, and then when it all happened and learning how to use it and make do with it and kind of coming out on top because of it so many many years <laughs> i can't believe i'm looking at creative design work llc right now and it's just ridiculous the amount of things that you do not ridiculous but design an immense amount of product that you're giving out here and i just wanted to give you some snaps for that because we got custom wedding invitations i mean how do you that just seems like so much. How do you handle that much under creative design and say you got so many clients coming at you at one time? That's a lot of work to do. So how do you manage that type of work? So 
So it actually changed quite a bit. Uh, up till about 2019, it was myself and one other person who was my mom at the time, and she would help me with events or whatever else. And then I had outside vendors who were suppliers or whatever else, but the most of the work was done between us. Um, pandemic, things kind of pivoted. So it's more graphic design and things of that nature. So I don't have as much manual work to do other than design work and maybe outsourcing some things that need to get done and then I finalize them. So it's easy to do because I work from home. You know, I just have to, the, the best thing I could say is planning your day. So what is your ideal week? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What does that consist of? And get it done in that time and move on to your next day. If you don't plan your day that way, you're not going to get anything done. And that's just been my experience. Thank you for that. Because we have a lot of young adults here that are thinking about careers and different paths. So can you explain what outsourcing is to them? There's a lot of Outsourcing is so... Um, whether it's just yourself in the business or you have other people within the business, um, you are looking for some other entity outside of your uh, institution to complete a part of whatever you're providing. So if it's a product, a service or whatever else. So like, for example, if I'm doing a design work on some invitations, I'm not printing them too. I don't want to take that, that on and have that overhead. I'm going to send it to a professional place that I know does good work. They're going to send me what I designed and I'm going to assemble it and I'm going to send it to my customer. So outsourcing just means letting somebody else do something, delegating responsibility. I definitely wanted them to get a feel for that because they're doing a lot of projects right now. And, you know, some of these things they might have to outsource for information. So yep. thank you for that. They definitely needed that. But all right, we're going to get back into this. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, your career path at General Motors and how you rose to the position that you're in today. All right, um, so I can speak to you in general about it because I don't want to get into too much detail, but honestly, I have, I'm have a person of faith. So honestly, I kind of got, I, my background is in design, business overall, business in general management, um, internal audit and fashion design. So you might wonder how in the world are you working for an auto manufacturer? But really, you can pretty much put all your skills together to do whatever job gives you the greatest impact. I'm the person, I feel like my calling is, uh, I'm able to communicate with people on a level that they can understand no matter what level they're on. So I've been able to use my design skills to do that, to train people, train dealers, regional staff, to be able to understand things and get great feedback about it because not only can I put some pictures in there, I can design some things, communicate well, but I know how people think and I know how business owners function. So I've used all the skills that I've developed over time to be able to help move the needle in that area. So I just started from entry level and moved up. I've been blessed to learn quickly, um, make friends with people who don't look like me. You know what I'm saying? Um, most of them older than me and have been in the car business a long time and have no reason to listen to me other than I know two things. Nobody cares about anything unless they're going to make money or lose it. And once you understand that, you got to know what the focus is. You understand that you can do anything. Yeah, I, I didn't put that two together. Uh, <laughs> General Motors is just, and then you being a regional distribution manager, like that that just seemed like two completely different fields. Um, how are you managing sure. keeping those together? Uh, and how are you giving both of those businesses your time properly? So just like I said, it's your ideal week. I know between these hours, certain things have to get done. You know, so generally eight to five, I'm doing my time, you know, for my full-time position. Um, I work from home, so really I can manage my time as I need to. 
generally I have an idea of what needs to be done for the month, for the day, for the week. I get those things done and I kind of just been blessed to be able to work from home and take care of that. Now, when I wasn't working from home, I had to manage my time differently. You just got to understand what makes you tick, what you need to have done to feel like you've done something for that day and plan it out. If you don't plan it out, you probably waste a whole lot of time and that's not a good idea. Planning out, young ones, planning out. Uh, that seems to be uh, difficult for some of us, but as you can see, Sheila <laughs> is making that seem very easy to do. It's make not. No it's been a long time. Yeah, make no mistake. Everything is about, like he said, like yeah. Dwayne said, prioritizing goals, making sure that balance is there. Because I'm telling you, my mind was blue when I found out that you are you are a regional distribution manager. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of it, it's like, I don't look like you would think somebody in that role would be and it's for a reason you know I don't know if you if you're a person of faith but I believe that I'm here so somebody who looks like me can know you can do it too you know so you, you just gotta learn how to think outside of the box and be okay being a weirdo I'm okay with that I don't I'm all right <laughs> I'm usually the only one in the room that looks like me and I'm okay with that so realize who you are first accept that and get on about your business I love that. I love that. Stay true to you. Yeah. Miss Mags, I'm going to let you take the floor because I can do this all day. <laughs> no, all good. This is a great conversation. Um, so I'm wondering, um, so you're talking about kind of planning out your day, um, having eight to five be set for work and prioritizing different tasks. But what do you do um, through that to stay grounded and kind of for self-care while taking care of all the business that you have to take care of? So I recently joined, and it's it's changed over time, but I can say as you're ready to it and you're moving towards what you're going towards, things sort of meet you in the process. So recently um, I joined a mentoring group where there's some folks who are on a higher level than me and they are showing us how they manage their time. So it's kind of like you got to keep on walking in the direction that you're headed and knowing where you're going is important. So that you know when you're walking towards something and you see something coming your way that might help you, you know that you can receive it and kind of walk on with it. So um, I learned a lot in this mentor group and I'm probably going to be in it for a while, like planning your day, your ideal week. Uh, what is your personal calling? Making your personal calling statement, a vivid vision description. You know, like what are you here for? What things are you going to use to get to it? I like literally in the last few months got this organized. So I kind of feel like it's easy to move in that direction now because I know where I'm headed. And it's like, I can see over my whole life what I was supposed to be doing with it. And now I know where it's going. So I know how to get there a little bit quicker. I don't know if that answered your question, but it answered it for, for me in my head. <laughs> Let me know if I didn't answer the question that you asked. No, definitely. I think that was a great answer. Um, yeah, I love that. Like finding, I like the mentoring group that you talked about and finding other people who are doing similar things as you are and then taking advice, taking that wisdom from them. That's yep. awesome. Um, so Griffin has a question. So Griffin, you can go ahead and come on the mic. Um, first and foremost, just want to thank you, Shayla, for being here and doing what you do and, and having that impact. You know, I know it's a, it's a journey and a struggle and, and I'm honored to be in your presence today. Thank and you. Of course, of course. And I think my question to you uh, is, what would you tell yourself if you could talk to yourself from 20 years ago? What's something that you wish you knew when you started this journey? 20 Where years ago, I would tell myself, you are okay just as you are. 
because I was I was trying to fit in, you know, younger, you want to go party, but I didn't like the party. I didn't like to do nothing. I was the girl holding the purses. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else is partying. I'm sitting over here in the corner. <laughs> it's okay. Like don't force yourself into crowds that you know you don't belong in. Don't go the route with everybody else when you know you don't want to be there. So, no, I'll catch y'all next time, you know? So I feel like being knowing who you are, looking at yourself and seeing what you want to be and be that and stay that, you know, unless something happens where you've, you've gotten information that shows you that what you're trying to be isn't it, and then you can adjust. But knowing who you are, being comfortable with that person and moving in that, be whatever you are, whoever that is. That is awesome. You know, I got a feeling that our other co-host has a question. She's hiding. Hey, Anya, where are you, my dear? <laughs> you are so funny. I've been <laughs> waiting. <laughs> um, but so a question I do want to ask is for people who maybe do want to start, you know, their own business. Um, can you talk about the financial um, part of, you know, you starting your own um, business and, you know, really how you were able to do that financially? Like what steps did you have to take? So you got to first learn like what your limits are and how you want to do it. Myself, it's just me right now. And I know um, with some ideas that I have, I've spoken with some folks who would know more about what it takes to fund it. So I know once I get to the point that I want to grow that aspect of it, where I need to go. So um, first, knowing what you want to do, knowing what kind of business you want to be, then looking at external groups, maybe joining um, like I'm a member of the Facebook Leaders Network and I'm a very small business and compared to some of them, but I can see how they're operating and I can see what's going on. Um, follow, like find yourself a mentor that's where you are headed or mm -hmm. even if it's not that you know them personally, maybe you can get on a, a course or maybe you can watch them on YouTube or whatever it is. Uh, model yourself after that. Um, and then make sure you have a business plan. So there's a lot of places that you can get help with business plans now mm -hmm. so that you'll know like small, uh, the SBA, uh, there's other organizations I'm sure that uh, Dwayne and those can tell you more about that. But just knowing what you need first, who your target audience is, what you're selling exactly, what your scope is, like what you wanna do and what you don't wanna do and staying in that and just working in that. And when you need to change it, change it, make sure you write it down, adjust your business plan and keep it moving. But I can tell you, if you if you're a person that has a business idea now, you might mm -hmm. want to kind of get that together. Because from what I've seen, there is a lot of money out here that they're giving. You know, like right. giving away. You just gotta have certain criteria met. So just mm -hmm. you just gotta find it out. Okay, and thank you. You are. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Was somebody coming in? Okay, uh, Miss Maggie, you want to take the floor again? Yeah. Um, and thank you, Anya. That was an awesome question. Um, so I want to talk about what your experience was like at the Art Institute of Dallas and then what inspired you to study fashion design and kind of, yeah, connecting that back to my other question of like when you discovered that you were a creative person and yeah, kind of how you, how you forged your path in that way. So I have always been a lover of shoes. I have always been a lover of clothes and small detailed well-made clothes and I've always known that it just kind of came to me um I've always known how to draw for the most part I didn't really discover it till elementary school but I've always had aspirations for art um 
and history, which is kind of odd, but small details is always been my thing. So if you're a person that likes small details, most people don't. So if you like small details, you're probably a creative person. And maybe that's something that you need to uh, research more and find out more about for yourself. Um, but at the Art Institute, it was really interesting because I had already gotten a degree in marketing from LSU. And I went like 2008, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I had not, I've always been a multitasker, I guess. I was full-time employed then, um, driving, driving up, you know, in between, in between work times. And crazy enough, my employer let me do it. So be bold enough to ask, you know, because <laughs> they, they'll either say yes or no. Um, but I've always been able to kind of go in between lines because I was bold enough to ask and bold enough to see a future for myself in that area. I had a, a good experience there. Um, learned how to sew, make patterns from scratch, dra drape clothing, and pretty much make anything that I could sketch. And I learned the professional way to sew, I mean, to, um, to sketch fashion figures. So I learned a lot. I learned how to professionalize my skills. And then over the last probably 10, 11 years, I've had experience working with designers who might not have had the skill to draw or something else and they outsource some of that work to me so that they can get things manufactured. I have a question about designing. Yes. Okay, so have you ever heard of Fashion Nova? Yeah. Okay, everybody. So they're selling their product at an alarming high rate, right? Okay. But well, the funny thing is my wife bought some stuff from Rainbow that looked exactly like the stuff. <laughs> So how do these companies compete with each other and be able to ask for these high prices when some of the products are exactly the same? Because fashion, everybody knows Fashion Nova. I know grown people that, I mean, to me, it seems like it's more marketed towards 18 and 20 somethings, but older people are wearing it now. Uh, there's, I think Cardi B had some aligned with it. All the famous folks, influencers are, you know, doing brand deals with them. So they can charge more because they got people who everybody knows. Rainbow and everything else, that's just like neighborhood, you know? Guess, yeah, that was a personal question coming from a man that has to buy a lot of this stuff. So, you know? one of them. Everybody got their target market, so it is what it is. Right, yeah, targeted markets. Yeah, see, that's why I'm a simple, I wear father clothes, you know? sweaters and shorts so yeah i'm all out the fashion game my wife still dresses me i'm 42 years old so there you go you know what i mean i, was, I had to ask that question because fashion is such a it's a big thing right now it's a big market in here for fashion and design and for someone like yourself uh just wondering like how do some people get over those hurdles to even get looked at like that they you know it's it's a tough thing i had a um I worked for a long time with a designer. I'm going to keep the name out, but it was maybe 15 years and I started from scratch with him. Took him about 15 years to get really known. You know what I'm saying? But it's not easy because there's so many people out there who just put their name on something and they're not really designers, you know? So you got to you gotta do your research. You, you're probably going to want to be someone who knows something that other people in that industry don't know. You got to find something that makes you stick out. And until you find that, you're probably just gonna be one of the crowd. Don't don't let that discourage you, because no. you just gotta work on discovering what you can do. Like, what need can you feel that hasn't been filled? But yeah, it's always gonna be like that. I've noticed in the fashion game, there's just a, it's a plagiarizing theme. 
You know, yeah, she, I mean, you can't. Awesome. I remember somebody asked me, Well, why don't you get that patented or something? Yeah, because somebody can make another stitch and it'd be the same pants with a different stitch on it, and it's not the same. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to do that. So it just it's not worth it. It is what it is. Just take it as a compliment, somebody stealing your stuff and do something again next time. <laughs> Now, until until it affects your pockets, and that's when yes. you got to get the lawyers involved. I just want to make sure all our, our youth understand. What, you know, this they play yes. with this money when it gets to a bigger scale, yes. uh, and you're, you're on your way. I can see that. I'm sorry, Miss Maggie. Go ahead. I just fashion over, man. <laughs> all good. Um, Kimberly put a good point in the chat. Like it's it really is the brand name, like Lululemon yeah. or Nike, paying for the logo. Um, I have a question also about design. So since you did learn how to sew and everything like that, um, do you ever uh, design and make your own clothes that are just for you? Or do you still like go out and buy clothes? I'm getting more into it now because it's the time. It takes a lot of time. It is not cheaper to make your own clothes and it is not quick to make your own clothes because you literally have to buy everything from the thread to the buttons. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have a good sewing machine so your needle ain't breaking off in the fabric. Um, but the, finding the time is the hardest part. So just like I, I have to schedule two hours a day, which means it's going to take me a longer amount of time to make my own clothes, you know, which is why I don't do it a lot. But I'm starting to do it now because I've scheduled into my ideal week. Um, but yeah, I do. I do. And it, and it fits great. It's exciting. You know, if you sew and it fits great on the first time, you're like super excited. <laughs> Nice. So it's a guessing game? It's a guessing game when you're sewing? It's not a guessing game when you're sewing, <laughs> but like for me, I can stitch it and I have my mannequin that I have fashions to be my size. But if you're sewing for someone else, it's a guessing game because you got their measurements, but you don't exactly know how those clothes fit them unless they're here, you know? Nice. I love that though. Custom, custom made clothes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't make, I don't, I'm not a seamstress. Don't get it twisted. I do not <laughs> want to get people asking me to sew stuff. Absolutely not. Even when I was in fashion school, I was like, I absolutely do not want to sew clothes for a living. Absolutely not. But no, I have the skill to do it. So I help other people get ideas for what they need to do. Nice. That's awesome. Um, Kimberly has their hand raised to ask a question. Go ahead, Kimberly. Yes. Yes, so I just wanted to ask uh, what your thoughts were on fashion companies uh, such as uh, Brandy May Maybelline, uh, I don't Brandy something. It's like a, it's targeted towards like skinny and yeah, that. So it's targeted towards like women like skinny women but in reality the clothes is only fits like young like pre-body parts right <laughs> and they don't they don't market it as that you know they they have these like 20 year old influencers showing their themselves in these clothings and then yeah, I just want to ask your thoughts on that. And also on the fashion industry, how they're making women's clothing sizes really small because teens these days aren't going through the preteen phase. You know, we're not going through the awkward stage. We just go from like a normal 11-year-old to a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old acting like a grown woman. I'm yeah. So... I saw this thing, this video about uh, this 
woman that got a a small in a little boy size like you know little boys and then a small in women's size and the small in the boy size was bigger than the one in the women's size yes so i just wanted to hear your thoughts about that so it's a few things that could be considered with that i'm sure you know that a lot of things these days people are altering their figures to be able to fit into some of those things so I would imagine that whoever the company is, there is a customer for it because they're probably selling it to that customer. And that just goes back to understanding who your target market is. So that's why I'm like, you, I don't have any problem with anybody selling anything they want to as long as they're selling it and somebody's buying it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's just not the place where you want to get your stuff from. Um, I can also concur with what you're saying. The average size woman is a 16 these days, if I'm not mistaken, like 14, 16. Um, so you're probably a little bit smaller than the average woman I am too, but I'm okay with that. Again, the weirdo, you know, I know I'm not average size woman, but most people I know don't shop at places that they know make sizes that are smaller. You know, they're going to go get the stuff that they want that fits them and they're going to get on with, they, with their lives. But yeah, I don't really have anything good or bad to say about those. I just figure whoever's selling it, somebody's buying it and let those people buy it and find where you fit in. That's right. Thank you for that, uh, Kim. I got a quick one. Uh, you know what they don't do? They don't make sizes for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And here, and here goes my <laughs> argument, though. Here's my argument with this. There are people that are smaller than me that will go buy my sizes and wear this thing 10 times bigger than what they supposed to have on. Mm -hmm. And now I can't get no clothes. So now I'm in suits all <laughs> I'm in That's suits or I'm in sweatsuits. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you better we get out there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> I got to be there because they are killing me right now. And I'm working out. I'm like, okay, now I got to work out to find some place to buy clothes. I, I got to jump in there right quick because... <laughs> Us skinny guys get up in the two when we see some of y'all big dudes in our clothes and we like you got on my shirt business. my shirt like take off my shirt and those pants those skinny jeans are not for you so yeah, we get that skinny brother get up in the two oh, Y'all better go on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when they get the stock. That's when I go get my shoes. That's when they have sales. You better go in there Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's, that's really smart. Thank you for that. That's a that's a designer insider. Yeah, uh, that's a shopper insider. Like, I, so nobody's paying me for this, but I go to dealers on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and that's what got shoe sales. <laughs> you see, shoes almost caused the demise of my marriage. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, shoes are terrible. I love them. Yep. You, you, you ladies are something else when it comes to these shoes. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss Maggie. <laughs> uh, we got Angela with a uh, raised hand. Go ahead, Angela. I have a question. What do you yeah. think would be the most important skill or advice that should be learned when starting a business? The most important skill... So it's kind of hard to put that into one important skill, but I would say that probably the, the one that you probably would consider, consider your target audience. Like, who are you trying to sell this stuff to? Because you could be making some things that people don't like, and I've done that before and nobody buys it. You know what I'm saying? 
So first, when you know what you want to do, you have an idea of what you want to do, figure out who you, who you are, um, I don't want to say comfortable with selling to, but who would be the person that would buy that? You know what I'm saying? So whether it's, and not just a general, like, oh, all women or all men, like for mine, it would be a woman ages, for some of the projects that I have, a woman ages 34 through 55, who might be a single parent or married, has one kid, um, drives a crossover SUV, lives in the suburbs, you know, likes to shop at these locations, maybe goes to a cafe. You got to think in terms of what is her story or what is his story? Once you figure out who your target market market is specifically, I even gave mine a name, it was Sabrina. You know, whatever you want to do, you figure that out. I think you kind of go up from there. So I hope that answered the question that you asked. Yeah, stay true to the brand. Nice. Um, Kimberly has another question in the chat. Kimberly wants to know what are your thoughts about fast fashion? So like H&M, um, it's the only place that's coming to mind, but places like that. Question. Oh, great. I've been to H&M before myself. Um, you just got to know what you want it for. They, I'm sure they know what they're in the market for. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's always good to mix and pick and choose from different places, not necessarily put all your eggs in one basket. I don't know if you want to have all your stuff from one location, but I don't have an issue with it. They got a target market. It's probably younger folks who might not be wearing that stuff, you know, for the rest of their lives, you know, and then you make maybe you won't spend as much there, but then you might be finding some pants that aren't trendy that be classics and you'll have them in your closet for quite some time. Maybe you want to spend a little bit more on it. So it just depends on what you need it for, but I don't have an issue with any of them. I've, I've been in H&M and they have some nice stuff. Nice, thank you for that. Um, let's see, Anya has another question. Um, can you also tell the younger people what kept you motivated to keep going when you felt like giving up? Great question. I feel like there is, there's a plan A, there is no plan B. If plan A doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I have never been, I think about, I mean, as a, just being honest, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, do I really want to do this? All I ask myself that a lot, but I'm like, at the end of the day, can I imagine myself not doing some type of design work? And the answer is no, you know? And I know I've always known, I'm going to say always, but for a great majority of my life, I've known I have been put here to change the world. Um, and that's, it kind of coincided when I got into this mentoring group and the, uh, the, the mission statement of it was, you know, training people to change the world. So here I go, you know? I've always known that that was what I was put here to do, design, because I have those skills. You're going to be equipped already with most of the stuff that you're going to need to change the world or to make whatever impact on society you need to, you need to make. It's like, for example, I have a nine-year-old. Um, he can do everything I can do, probably a little bit more. He's real smart. He can build Legos, like thousands of pieces in like a day or two, you know? So... He wants to be an animator. So he draws, he can build things. He has great ideas. All those things are already in him. You know what I'm saying? So you just kind of got to stay motivated. Think like, if there's no plan B, that's what I want to do. And if you can't see yourself stopping it, then you got to keep going. Oh, nice. Plan B. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
Yes. So I want to know shifting gears just a little bit. What do you do to relax and take care of your mental and physical health, especially this last year that kind of coming out of now, thankfully, but yeah, what have you done to, to stay sane and what's your self-care practice? I can say it's kind of shifted over time. I like to take not big trips, but like road trips. So my son's been traveling with me. My job prior to this, I was on the road a lot. So we would just like get up and go to another state, you know, like just go hang out, you know, as, as needed. So I've always liked to do road trips. Um, during the pandemic, though, you can't really do that. So I like to just watch Marvel movies. Uh, like Loki is the bomb. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter yes. <laughs> I love Marvel. Yes. Drink coffee. I like to shout. Um, and just take road trips and chill out, you know? Like, I don't, I've never been a party animal. I've never liked to hang with that many people. I just, I'm okay by myself, you know? Yeah, the That's percentages of you living longer goes up with that subject. <laughs> <laughs> the safety of your life is the best. Yep, you, I, could, I know how to depend on me. Now, I have close friends and they know how I am, you know? So, like, we know we're not going to party. If, if they go out and drink, she wants coffee, you know, she don't drink. So, yep, find you some people who know you and y'all are good together. You know, do your thing. Be comfortable. Don't try to force yourself into a place you don't need to be and live your life. Get you some coffee. Watch you some mm -hmm. Loki. Watch <laughs> you some Loki. Like, yep. with I got a quick question and, you know, I wanted to dig into this because I know you're from Louisiana. Uh, and down south is different from what we go through here in the West Coast. So what are some of the racial hurdles you've had to overcome becoming a regional distribution manager and also being the owner of creative design? So it's all, for, I guess for the for my business, um, I do good quality work and my price reflects it. So I run into some of my own people who may not necessarily want to pay as much. And I run into some people outside of my race who don't think I should be paid that much. So I guess it's kind of, you kind of got a total line and then just keep on working on what you can and sooner or later they'll come around. I feel like one of these days you're gonna have to pay me what I asked you for. So if you don't wanna pay me now, okay, but you're gonna have to come back and pay me what I asked. <laughs> so just not trying to rush the process or get yourself in a situation, accepting orders, lowballing yourself and being mad that you took it, you know? Um, in any job really, not just my, you know, my current one. I can't really say that I had as bad experiences, maybe some folks other places. The, the, I guess the biggest thing, and I can't really even say it was racial. I could just say I was underestimated because for one, like I was in Mississippi for quite some time. You know, young woman who don't look as old as she is in Mississippi and most of the dealers were older white guys. Yeah, maybe not. Like, oh, I've been doing selling things, cars longer than you've been alive, kind of situation. But at the end of the day, we're like the best of friends, you know? So people just underestimate you because they don't think that you fit in or that you belong there. But then when you show them what, you, what you're working with, everybody's everybody. And understanding that who your audience is, they're not going to do anything unless they're making money or losing. And if what you're in there talking about is not one of those things, then you don't have no business in there. <laughs> heard that so in the honor of louisiana thank you baby <laughs> miss maggie 
Um, so we have about a little less than 10 minutes left. I want to give um, others in the audience, anyone who might have some questions or any appreciations um, for Shayla um, to take the floor. Yes, we love this. This conversation is really deep. Mm -hmm. True that the intrinsic motivation part of being a business owner is just cut off on me. Uh, believe in yourself and your own ideas. Yes, Dwayne. Yeah. Thank you, Dwayne. Dwayne, do you have any any questions that you want to ask? Where's Dwayne? Miss Anya, too. Don't no question. No questions. But I am so proud of Shayla. Like, uh, yes, sir. And, and uh, it rocks that she's my cousin. So when I have <laughs> questions, I get to call her and ask her. And so it's just directly. Family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, we had great times when I first got to Louisiana and to meet that side of my family was really great. And so just to see all of us that were in Louisiana in college at the time are doing some great things. It's just yeah. an honor to be in your presence. So glad, glad that you came on our show today. And uh, this was an awesome interview to listen to. I appreciate y'all. I feel like this is just like I was saying, once you start walking in your calling, everything rises to meet you. So I literally like just months ago started this whole mentoring program where I was able to write down, like I literally got like my stuff written down, you know, like my plan for what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And then this opportunity came about. So it just, it just, once you start walking in that and things rise to meet you, you see that what I'm saying is true. You just, I, I believe, some people believe you got to see it to be it. I believe you got to be it to see it. You know what I mean? So it yes. starts in your mind. The only way you get out of any bad situation is here first. Once you're out here, then everything else rises to meet you. So no matter if you're a person of faith or not, that's something you can take a hold of in your life and just kind of make a change. And you can do it at your age. You're not too young. So start now. The worst quote I've ever heard was fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's, it was terrible. We all believed that for a while, didn't we? I'm good. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm too honest. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm too honest. I can't do it. It ain't gonna work. It's a joke. Yeah. Man, it's hard to lie, especially it when it comes to you know being who you are. Yeah. And if you are who you are, there's no reason to lie about that. So right. Yep. Because you are who you are for a reason. Yep. You just gotta figure out what that reason is. And do it on purpose. Yep. And get stay away from folks who don't you don't have no business being around and you know who those people are. Nobody has that, that's my favorite. <laughs> Can you repeat that? Stay <laughs> out don't, of don't be around folks you can't be around. No business being around. Let me tell you, after you have wasted thousands of dollars hanging around with people you don't have no business being with, that, that was me. You know, you don't need to be out here with all these folks. You wasted yeah, money, you start counting up coins you could have had in your pocket. <laughs> Don't do it. You might look uh, like a square right now, but you're going to be out there. You're going to be a whole lot better off and ahead of the crowd. Amen to that. Amen yep. to that. Maggie, I you have, got more questions? Yeah, I have one more question. Um, I want to know what is something you're looking forward to in the next year? In the next year. So I was telling Dwayne, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'll be here or if I'm going to move, but I'll I may be moving somewhere else, but that, um, developing some more stuff for my business, just managing, I'm kind of excited about some of the things that I've been um, coached to do for my own business and kind of enthusiastic about seeing where they go. So like some things that I had 
it just came to my mind years ago are now fitting in with what I have learned. So just kind of seeing how it all comes together for my business, um, growing, actually probably slowing down a little bit with it and just making some things work out before I come back out with it. So it's okay to take a pause and work some things out and come back so that you're a whole lot better as a person and as a business owner. So um, learning how to just go roll with it and not trying to rush things, you know, relaxing a little bit more, enjoying life, traveling a little bit more, getting a few more shoes, drinking a little bit more coffee <laughs> and, and just being a, just being a, a real live person and not trying to push myself ahead of where I should be. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I also love coffee, love shoes, love traveling. So I'm right there with you. Son says no. Um, so we got the whole split on things. that one. Yeah. I coffee either. I can't do coffee. And I can't, I can't stand shoes. Oh, man. It's all good. Um, okay. I want to give everyone one more chance. We have about two minutes left. Um, any young people on the call or just anyone who's listening want to um, share appreciations or ask Shayla any questions before we close? We have the door open. <laughs> if y'all don't have anything to say, I got, I don't know. I think this is okay, Dwayne. So like I had a, um, I hate to say giveaway, but it was like a contest and only half of the prize went out. So I have, I have a sewing machine, an iPad, and an Apple Pencil to give to somebody. But you need to be somebody that's going to be able to use all three. So like the point of it is to sketch your clothes and make them. And I don't mind, like I have one girl that I'm mentoring starting probably this next week or so. I wouldn't mind helping you. But if you want it, if y'all know a kid that could use all three things, like they got Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know, um, let me know and I'll send it to them. That's awesome. Like Blaine, keep that in mind, please. Young young people, she just Shayla just put out an awesome opportunity for somebody. If one of y'all are interested in, in fashion, I'm not gonna speak up for you. This is your job as a young leader to be like, I want that and how do I get that? Yep, it's all three, it's brand new. It's a um a sewing machine, an iPad, and an Apple pencil. And I'll even show you the apps that I use to sketch things and how I do it. If you want to, I'm gonna have my daughter hook up with you regardless because she's in the design and, and she's a drawer too. She's okay. all over the place right now at 17. So okay. it would be whoever nice it is, it's not need based. Like if you do, if if you could get it yourself and you just want it, let me know. Like, but you got to be able to use it all. Yeah, no, I would want her to just talk to you. Period. You know, not not for the gear. Gotcha. Gear somewhere because I don't need her. They ain't gonna be sewing here at no one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, Griffin, you got something to say, good brother? Yeah, I was about to say, Shayla, just like for me as a creative, as many of the people knowing here, I'm a musician, I make beats, I rap, and all of that. And so for me to see you stepping into that creatively, just in so many different spaces in my life, being able to step in and make creativity happen and, and really get paid off it and like find different ways to hustle and bring different spaces together. I'm, yeah. It's really exciting to be able to learn from you and hear from you today. And I just want to thank you for the affirmations in, in, in your faith. You're very welcome. And don't let nobody tell you to pick one. If you got it, you, it's a reason. That you don't, Find how they all fit together and do them all. Thank you for that, Shayla. Yeah. That was motivation for myself as well. Miss Maggie? 
Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much, Shayla. This has been such an awesome conversation. I'm loving your energy. Um, this interview has just put me in such a good mood. So thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to talk to all of us today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Let me know how I can help. I'm here. Dwayne, know how to get me. <laughs> we will definitely do that. We're definitely going to keep in contact with you. Uh, thank you to our special guest, the multi-talented Shayla Alexander, for taking the time to be with us today. We always give our guests a 30-second spot to promote whatever you'd like to the world. So as of right now, the floor is yours. Nothing to promote. Just like I said, um, no, figure out who you are. This is just for y'all. Just like a, just a calling out to all young folks. Figure out who you are and be that. You know, whatever it is, whoever it is, whatever it looks like, be that. Because you'll notice once you're confident in who you are, nobody's going to come against you. Like what they going to do, you know, what they going to do. You're going to be able to stand your own ground and you'll be able to be more confident into whatever you're getting into in life. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And thank y'all for the opportunity. Thank you so much. As always, we'd like to thank our audience for joining us today. You can catch all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. Also give us a follow on uh, Instagram at We The Scenario Podcast, at Mentoring On The Fly, and at We Lead Ours. Big love and appreciation to all who support the team here at We The Scenario. Please have a blessed week. Keep the faith. And if you go to it, it'll rise to you, right? Amen. Yes, yes thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next time on We The Scenario. We out, baby. <laughs>